You're listening to the One of Us.net Podcast Network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. All right. Thanks, everyone, for coming to this impromptu meeting. I know that if we get this one big score, we never have to steal another thing again and be the kings of the super underworld or queens, you know. So here's my plan. I, Miss Mindy Mindtaker, will go confuse the guards into thinking that we're just normal maintenance people. The next part is you, Jenna Reign of Justice. I know with your Swiss Army hands that's got all these attachments, you'll be able to safe crack that vault easy peasy to get that hopeless emerald, you know, the offshoot of the Hope Diamond. Now, I don't quite know how you're going to use the corkscrew attachment, but hey, you do you, Bill. I love you so much. Hello. Heidi ho there, neighbors. Heidi <laughs> fucking ho. <laughs> And yes, Doggett, I know that you are eager to have a role to play, but, you know, your power is really only to raise the average temperature, like two degrees. I'm not exactly sure how that will help in this situation, but I guess we could use a mascot, Rough Rough. Doug Doggett. And, you know, if this doesn't work out, I'll just snitch. Oh, I got a stapler. I'll make sure I'll staple that mouth shut if you even try. All right. So let's get a... Hold up. Oh no. Damn it, has he figured it out already, Mr. Rat Bastard Son of a Bitch? Can you believe he trademarked his name? <laughs> Don't worry, I will Jedi mine so that he doesn't realize we're here. We're not here, we're maintenance people. You don't even see that we're here, Adrian. I thought we were critics gonna review a anime show on Netflix, is what I thought. It worked, <laughs> Mindy. Were. That is what my mind control did. So before we get into the episode, time for a 70s dance break. <laughs> As we go into the show, it is Super Crooks. Yeah, yeah, it's Super Crooks. Japanese-American superhero anime. It may be Japanese American, but uh, that opening, like, it made my Latino side come out. My hips were shaking every time. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. You know, it appeals to everybody. Yes, this is the Netflix anime based in the Jupiter's Legacy universe because it is based on the comic by Mark Millar, who also did that one, and Lenil Francis Yu. So, would anybody like to go into this heisty super cartoon? So I actually watched this with a anime watcher and I had various feelings and emotions. I'll start off with, I do love the coloring and the brightness and the style. Well, before we go too much into the opinions, what is it about? Oh, Just give us the synopsis. 
The synopsis, man, this is putting me on the spot. I never do synopsis. This show is created around a world of superheroes as well as supervillains, which we're very well versed in. It definitely parodies and makes fun of Americans' obsession with heroism and the heroic story. So you have a lot of these supervillains, you get their backstory, and that's why it's called Super Crooks. So you follow a group of folks. Two of them are main characters. They are in love. Johnny Bolt and Casey. Johnny Bolt is someone who can control electricity, and Casey can make you do whatever she tells you to. She can also create illusions in the mind. It reminded me of a very good Loki. And they both are just trying to find the biggest score, because they both get off on... Well, Johnny Bolt definitely gets off on kind of proving himself to the world and proving that he can be the greatest supervillain. And along the way, they find a great side character cast. You also have the Heat, which is the person who's the OG, the mage. He's the guy who's at the forefront of it all. I liked his character arc. You have some other interesting characters in here. The superheroes in here are pretty interesting. Gladiator, for one, is an interesting take on the Captain America-esque. I enjoyed his arc. Yes, his arc was highly entertaining. And so you have this conflict between superheroes who really aren't heroes with supervillains who just want to make money and have a good living. So it's a very interesting take on what makes a hero a hero and what makes a villain a villain. Some supervillains that are way more likable than I think any of the heroes within the show, which is one of the things that I really liked about this is the fact that there's a lot of things that try to do like the anti-hero or make you kind of root for a villain like Cruella recently. This one, I felt like these were genuinely good people deep down who were just kind of given a bad hand. And because of that, they're like, well, we can't be heroes. Let's put ourselves in the roles of villains. But they were just so, like, broad. And, like, they all have really unique character arcs to the point where anytime something kind of dangerous happened, I was like, oh, shit, what's going to fucking happen? Like, I think I was more into this than I was. um, Is that other superhero animated show that came out this year? Invincible? Yes. Kind of more into this than I was with that. And I was a fan of that, too. And the animation, I hate when Bradley and me talk about Invincible because he always rags on how bad the animation is. I always disagreed with him about, until I watched this show, that has fantastic animation. So good. So smooth. Like, barely any CG character backgrounds or anything. Yeah, it's anime, but it's more into the style of something like Cowboy Bebop or Samurai Champloo than, I don't know, One Piece or Naruto. Yeah, this show very much felt to me like Lupine the Third. Yeah. Both in animation style as well as themes and characterizations. Because it feels that old school kind of 70s thing. And it's essentially a heist show. It's a heist show, but everybody has superpowers. That's what it is. And it was delightful. You know, you mentioned Johnny and Casey. Particularly for me, I was really rooting for them. I really wanted their relationship to work. Because that was at the core of their characters was both... They're breaking up and getting back together and realizing that they're doing toxic things, particularly Johnny realizing he's doing toxic things and that sort of stuff. And I want them to have a happy ending. I want them to steal the things and everybody go out and have a good time. And I really liked that. I liked that they made me care about everybody, despite the fact that they were technically not the good guys. But they were because they weren't doing awful things like the heroes, quote unquote, were. Yeah, and as for, like, the actual villains of the story, like, the people that we're rooting against, they set up one of the most terrifying 
superheroes I've seen in anything. Like, anytime he came up, it was like Nemesis popping up in Resident Evil 3. It was just like, oh, fuck. What are we going to do? Yes. It's some- Praetorian. Praetorian, that was my guy. His power is to have essentially every single power ever. He just doesn't know what it's going to be. Yeah, and every day he gets a new power. It's scary as shit. He's violent. He clearly likes hurting people and especially likes hurting people who call themselves supervillains. What a broken motherfucker in so many different ways. So anytime he's on screen, it's like actually very, very intimidating and it's tense. It's like, fuck, I don't know how they're going to get out of this one because they're really, really outmatched here. In regards to also giving some context, the background plot of the supervillain network and the conspiracy of who runs that and an interesting take on the prison industrial complex to say the least (laughs) it was very interesting to see someone like the praetorian and the gladiator which again this show definitely is making fun of american politics i'm here for it i am here for it i like (laughs) this show but it was interesting seeing those two ideological dynamics play out between both of the characters Even though I feel like most of these characters are actually written pretty shallow and I didn't really see any form of arcs, honestly, because it felt a little too episodic. But those two characters in general, I like how they put that superhero again on its head of like how you said, Adrian, when you see these folks on screen, I was scared. They're supposed to be the people who save us, which is interesting Coming from someone of my identity politically where it's like, yeah, I know that feeling of being afraid of people who are supposed to save us, you know? Exactly. So it was nice to see that they touched upon very political things, but they didn't make it heavy handed. They weren't preachy with it. They weren't trying to choose a side. It was literally just like we were on a fly on a wall in this chaotic world of just no clear line delineation of what's good and what's bad. No one's really a villain and no one's really a hero. So it was just very interesting to see that play out. They're just so likable. Like, Mm -hmm. I felt so much for Johnny Bolt. I saw myself in him. Like, I remember when I first tried to be a critic, I accidentally killed 30 people. So it was like, well, I guess I gotta be a villain now. That scene was insane. It was insane. Yeah. Yeah, that is one thing I wanted to mention, because this show takes place in the Jupiter's Legacy universe, which go back and listen to our view about Jupiter's Legacy. That show nobody watched. I watched it and I enjoyed it. But yeah, it's based on the comic book Jupiter's Legacy, which is essentially here's a world of people with superpowers and how they deal with it. But it's like, I'm wondering if that added anything to this overall story. Mm. Because at its core, this story is a heist story. And I personally felt that like the superhero aspect was an attempt to be something different, but ultimately was just another way of doing a lockpick, another way of doing the lookout, except for adding a bunch of gore. It's like the first episode, he is a kid, kills a whole bunch of people, and is like, you know what, now I'm gonna be a petty crook. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, I... That's something else that I kind of liked about it, is that he does something that honestly should be kind of unforgivable. First off, it's like the dumbest idea to make a debut of your lightning. You know what your power is. What are you doing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but like not only does he kill people there, it just leads to other people dying outside of where he's at because of just wild accident that happens. And no hero figures it out yeah. and puts him in their radar. Wait, exactly. what? what? What makes it so good is that it doesn't turn him into a supervillain. It's just it's no, such it a horrible act where he's like, well, I don't want to do that ever again. There's no way I could be a hero. So I'm just going to rob banks. Yeah. You kind of mentioned that all the superpower superhero stuff in the show kind of feels a little bit like a means to an end, like another way of doing like a lockpick and stuff like that. And yeah, by the time it gets to the big heist at the end, it does start to feel like, okay, let's see how we can use superpowers to do this. That being said, from the beginning of the show to the end of it, it introduces different superheroes that are trying to stop them. And I think they all have like really cool, unique powers that I wouldn't have thought of. I haven't seen. There's a guy who turns himself into like a rubber ball, which led to like a really well done animated chase. All the action in this is fantastic. But anyway, like there's just a lot of powers in here that I thought this is really fucking cool. Especially the two guys who can regenerate body parts. Yeah, regenerate. And they're hilarious. Because of that, they have some of the most like disgusting scenes in the show, but it's always funny. It's a rated R show, yet I don't know. It never to me felt like so graphic that I can't recommend this to an average viewer who maybe doesn't watch a lot of radar stuff. I wouldn't call it super graphic or even like exploitative. I think it's even kind of tame for Mark Millar, who all of his violent stuff that he does, I feel usually feels a little more hateful and kind of gross. And here it just felt, this is really fun. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, the big heist where essentially they're just getting destroyed over and over again. And then it's like four minutes and 37 seconds later. And it just comes back. It's like, okay, this is really gross now. I can't because their body parts are just strewn throughout this hallway. It's a big step up from something like Wanted. I can only imagine what the comic was like before they probably cleaned it up for this anime. Like, there's a point where they blackmail somebody, and, like, you think it's gonna be because, like, they're gay, but they twisted it where it's like, well, you can't be seen with a supervillain. Come on, that's just not good for your cred. Where I think in the comic, it probably was just that they were gay. Yeah, you know what? I didn't take that into consideration. A friend of mine said that all of Mark Millar's adaptations are kind of better than the source material. <laughs> so I don't know if I really want to go back and read the comic, especially because like, it's not in a manga type style, I'm guessing. No, just a regular comic. It's a four-issue graphic novel. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often, making an anime out of a regular American comic. Oh, this is an American comic. Yeah. That makes a whole lot of sense, though. I was like, why is this in Japanese? This isn't as... Okay. <laughs> the geography looked way different, didn't it? Right? Well, it was less of the geography and no shade, but I was like, Japanese, like, plot writing is so much more intelligent than this, yeah. so why yeah, am exactly. I getting, like, basic American bullshit and tropes <laughs> in the form of anime style? And I was like, they didn't... Ju- no, nah, they didn't fall off like that, like... I don't, I, this must be a parody. <laughs> they have to be making fun of American, like I said, over ideation with hero and heroism. <laughs> so that makes a lot of sense now because I thought this was an anime. Like I thought this was just a regular manga and it was just making fun of 
you know, how Ronan is adaptive of Westerns, that type of thing of Japanese Westerns of America. I thought this was the same, but I guess not. Okay. So I changed my mind on this whole rating I'm about to give it. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. I was so confused. I was like, why is this trash? Why? Like, why? This I could have watched Marvel for like the shallow. Oh, damn. Jenna, was this a waste of a joint? <laughs> I, no, actually it was. Yeah. Well, before you go, how about get into the final thoughts so you can say whether or not it is the waste of a joint. I wouldn't say it's a waste of a joint. This is definitely something you smoke and watch with friends. So you don't waste your joint, guys. So definitely pull up the homies. This is for people who say they don't watch anime. This is a great introduction. But I mean, I enjoyed a lot of the side characters, like the guy who can control the weather forecast and he wasn't a side character but ghost is also he was one of my favorites too but i don't know if it was the source material that is the issue or the adaptation of just like it's a lot of tropes going on like you're a heist and now you're a superhero movie and now you're trying to be like this philosophical turn on the head of what's good and what's bad but it doesn't always describe the anime now exactly (laughs) it doesn't mesh well i'm using my 90s lingo it doesn't mesh well together they're trying to make fetch happen and it's just (laughs) not happening for me so i would actually love to have seen this as a live action adaptation i thought it would have worked way better well it's funny you say that because it's going to be yes one of the things is that this as well as a live action adaptation of super crooks are both happening Yes. So there is going to be a live action Super Crooks. Really? Yeah, I feel like this definitely would work better and definitely in the hands of someone who knows how to do entourages or heist films and actually turn the tropes on their head and not necessarily try to play with the whole who's good and who's bad because we've seen this before so many times in so many iterations especially when Loki came out Loki did a great job of blurring the line of do we root for the villain do we sympathize with people who really are just in it for their own self-interest but apart from that I love the animation style the music I was like y'all better pay tribute to Prince because somebody (laughs) loves Prince on this show and I just appreciate the fact that the culture is respected and loved across all mediums. So I will give this a six out of 10 times. I felt like Casey really should have just been the super villain of them all. <laughs> <laughs> Casey is my favorite. And I feel yeah, like she has awesome. the most powerful power. Well, she does. Yeah, she, she does. does. Yeah. And what about you, Doggett? Let me just say this. This is the best way I can describe the show. You know, I was watching it and I got to episode seven and I was really sad. It was about to end. And, you know, we got to episode eight and I found out, oh, no, it's still longer. And I was like, I was so happy. Yeah, I got to episode nine. And I was like, Again, I was sad. <laughs> like, oh, well, now it's going to end for real and, not, and the show's going to be over. And no, it's a 13 episode season. <laughs> it's the opposite reaction I have on most shows. I was so happy every time I realized it was longer. And I got to hang out with these cool ass characters some more. And just the way the story progressed that I didn't mind. It's more like they had mini arcs in the season that you got to follow. And uh, I just had so much fun with it. Maybe it's just I'm a scumbag and I enjoy watching these scumbags just be scummy together. But I'm going to give this a strong and powerful 8 out of 10 hip shakes. Yes. (laughs) Adrian? I'm I'm on the complete opposite spectrum of Jenna on this review. Although I do kind of find it funny that you said that this shit's trash, but you gave it a six out of ten. That's because <laughs> once I realized it was American. That's good trash. Yeah, I forgave it. I really don't like anime, and I've said that many times. Until I do, because when I do like an anime, I like really get into it. 
you know, there's the obvious ones, Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo, which I already mentioned. But I'll always try to give something a chance. And I watched this because it had Mark Millar's name on it. And I know he's kind of an asshole and all that stuff. But I do generally like his work that he does. And I really like the adaptations of his stuff. Because, yeah, I agree. I think they are kind of better than the source material. And this is no exception to that. I had no idea what this was going to be. And I was just so entertained throughout. I did watch this with a dub. I didn't watch this in Japanese because I feel like when it's like American characters who kind of speak English, I feel the dub is usually better. But I thought all the voice work was really good in this. In fact, all the technical aspects of this are just fantastic. Like, it looks amazing. There's a chase scene early on in the season that last, it felt like two episodes. I might be wrong on that. but It took up an entire episode was the one with the hero ball. Yeah. And all the little stuff that they do with just that one chase scene was so fun. It felt like a roller coaster. This feels like that superhero roller coaster that Martin Scorsese is always talking about. And it's fun like that because it's super entertaining. Voice acting is good. It looks stunning. All the music is great. It has that Cowboy Bebop. Let's kind of take a little bit of jazz, a little bit of samba, a little bit of all these kind of like worldly music to add it to the soundtrack. And it works well. And all the characters are just super likable. Like, I was rooting for all of the quote-unquote villains that are on the team, and I want them to succeed. And I think given the fact that our lead accidentally kills, like, 50 people, and I could still root for him, I I think it just kind of shows how well the writing of these characters are. The plot itself, yeah, it's a little that one last job that's going to get us all you know out of the game and there's like four last jobs in this <laughs> but i do like some of the aspects that they did with it and like the overall villain at the end the guy kind of running everything i thought he was well done too like he's intimidating even though he's this guy who maybe shouldn't be i really dug the hell out of this it's 13 episodes yet they all felt like a breeze like by the time 22 minutes, it felt like five minutes and then the end music would start. And I was like, oh shit, on to the next one. I really dug the fuck out of this. I've given this out two other times this year and it's the third time. So I'm going to give this a solid five actually good animes that exist out of five. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why people would be turned off by this show in that it is very tropey. This show does not reinvent the wheel. It is a heist show with superpowers. That's it. It is exactly what you're expecting. But that said, it's still a pretty nice wheel. You know, it doesn't have any punctures and it still rolls along. Like I said before, it reminded me of Lupine the Third. So it's like, if you're going to emulate an anime, that's a pretty damn good one to emulate. In that, this is fun. It's Mm -hmm. silly. It's about a bunch of people that just want to rob things. And you mentioned the pacing. That was one thing that I found particularly striking in that you have an episode where like the entire episode is a chase, a fight scene, a planning, (laughs) you know? And yet, despite that, despite it having so little in regards to action, quote unquote, it didn't feel like it dragged. Yes. And, you know, when you got 13 episodes where in every single episode technically not a lot happens, that's a feat. The animation is delightfully retro, you know, kind of 70s. I loved the way they did the flashbacks, except 
for the first episode because it confused me. I didn't realize that that was the main character as a kid because it ended with like, well, I'm going to find my dad to be a superhero. And then it has him as an adult in jail. And I'm like, oh, that's his dad. And so like two, three episodes happen. And I'm like, where's the child plot line? Are you ever good? And then I look on wiki. I'm like, oh, that's him. (laughs) You could have explained that better people. Damn. But all in all, I really enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. Like I said, there's not a lot deepness in it, but it is a lot of fun. And it's one of those where it's like even the opening intro, like I did not skip it. I watched it every time. And all it is is just mainly dancing. It's Casey and Johnny dancing. And I just loved the way that it was drawn. You're not going to get anything deep, but what you're going to get is going to be some good fun to eat popcorn too. Mm -hmm. So I am going to give it 8.5. Five never-ending stashes. That's pretty nice. You have a briefcase and it's full of the entire world's GOP. Is just take it out with you. That's pretty sweet. Man, they stole that from Bezos. <laughs> oh, and an honorable mention, if we could all take a moment of silence for Count Orlock. He was hilarious. <laughs> it, it, you rarely see people touch upon aging superheroes, which I thought was an awesome thing that they did. And then he irritated the mess out of me because he kept falling asleep. I, know. And I was like, but that's what happens when you get old. So it's very much just, I like the realism in here. Have had that, but rest in peace, Count. <laughs> R.I.P. Olaf. May you rest in villainy. Facts. 